Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Caregiving Gen X Style. As always, I am Steve Mullen. And I'm Jennifer Mullen, still. And in this episode, we're going to talk about food. Expect the food to suck. That is the title of this episode, Expect the Food to Suck. But first, Jennifer, how's your mom? My mom's doing well. I know, I know we have a lot to get through tonight, so I'm really not going to spend a lot of time on this. She's actually, she's doing well. I was able to get her out recently to take a drive. We actually had a five-hour journey uh, to one of my favorite parts of the state and um, had a great time, listened to a lot of music, had some lunch together, and just enjoyed our time in the, in the car together. And I was reminded that even though she's not as mobile as she used to be, and, you know, that's happened somewhat quickly, uh, we were still able to f- have just a really enjoyable day together. So I- I'm, I'm not complaining. And the area they went to is the area that we would like to someday retire in. It was awesome to be able to show her around all the places that she's heard us talking about for the last few years, th- places we love, things we love to do, restaurants where we like to eat. It was it was awesome. Right, right. How about you, Steve? How's your mom? Um, you know, I'll keep it brief. I mean, she's still dealing with a, a lot of stuff. I mean, it's just the continuation of my mother's uh, body failing while her brain stays more or less with it. I mean, she's got a pressure sore on her heel, which is keeping her from being the little tiny bit of mobility she had in her wheelchair. We're working on some stuff, uh, some workarounds and, and whatnot to get her back to being a little more mobile. But unfortunately, it's probably going to be a month or two before that stuff happens. So it's it's sad. We're dealing with it. We're trying to give her a little more attention and, and bring her stuff. I think about that. It's a little bit the entire reason we're doing this podcast is what you're talking about, Steve. It's just this underlying steady every single day, something we're thinking about dealing with. You're there. It's a drum beat. Multi- it is. It's it's a drum beat. Boom. So Boom. a lot of what we're talking about in this podcast and with those of you who are in the same situation is you also learn how to sort of normalize, equalize, maybe equalize is the right word. The things that are happening all the time, you just got to deal with them. Um, these are not the crisis situations no. exactly, but they just become part of your everyday life. You really do. All right, let's move on to this episode. So as Jennifer mentioned, the title of this episode is Expect the Food to Suck. So obviously what we're talking about here is the food and all of the different facilities that your loved one could be in. It's a culinary journey, culinary. if you will. Culinary. The word is pronounced culinary. Is it really? It really I is. And I, I, I'm a big, fan. I'm a big mm. fan of this word culinary it's culinary Uh, people so our mothers have taken a culinary journey Mm. through a variety of facilities and one thing is universally true the food is going to be questionable nearly wherever you go questionable Questionable that's actually very yeah it's a really positive spin on this so let's talk about hospital food shall we we should. So what what your loved one is allowed to eat is going to depend largely on their condition. So their for example, condition. their physical condition. So for example, when Gagi went into the hospital a little more than a year ago, she wasn't allowed to eat anything at all during her hospital stay. And that was because she had a bowel obstruction, ultimately had to have a, a portion of her colon removed. Yep. Can't eat that. 
if you understand the anatomy of the body. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot you can eat when that is happening. Right. Well, you just, don't you don't want to eat because you you don't want to happen. Right. Bad yeah. things happen. It is what it is. But then during Steve's during, mom's stay, yeah, Nana, during, Nana's stay, what right, happened? Right, 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 right. So she had uh, she had back surgery, and and she you know they had to deal with some some heart condition problems. She was able to eat you know whatever was available to her. And so that wasn't a problem. Yeah, not necessarily what she wanted, right. but what oh, was God. available oh, to her. God. Yes. Oh, God. We've mentioned in the last episode, my mother We're gonna... is a woman of Eastern European mm-hmm. stock who loves her food, and she's extremely critical about food. Indeed. For sure. Yes. So this was interesting, though. So, all right. So her first time there at, uh, at the, in the hospital, you know, recently anyway, she could eat whatever she wanted. The, the most recent time, though, this was a, a, just a couple of months ago. She went in and she had some confusion. We took her to the hospital. Turns out she had a UTI. And let me tell you, this is going to come up again. If your loved one, particularly a female, is acting confused, a little off, check them for a UTI. Oh, my God. So her most recent thing, though, so she had it. She was a little off. We got her checked out in the hospital. And they said, oh, did you know she had COVID? No, no, I did not know that. And oh, by the way, something's a little off here. We're going to do a scan. Oh, yeah, she has a gastric bleed. So... She was uh, highly confused by the UTI, and the COVID made it even worse to the point where she wasn't even speaking English anymore. And they were very concerned about giving her solid food. So she got mush, and it was she wouldn't eat it. Uh, I mean, really, it, it got to the point where I was like a, a parent of a picky two-year-old. It was, please, please just eat another bite. Please yeah. just eat another. You've got to eat because you're not going to get better if you don't eat. It was a little bit heartbreaking, I'll say, from my perspective, and this is not meant to be super self-indulgent to all of you listening, but just in the event that you're ever in this situation, right? It was super heartbreaking to hear Steve come home and talk about these things and um, to, you know, hear about his mom who just was like incoherent, basically, Uh and the concern about what was happening. Like all these emotions that are happening within you as you are also trying to make rational decisions and to advocate for your loved one. It is, it's not an easy time. Yeah. You've got to like take all of this into account. You know, another little piece of advice. So that was the interesting thing. So she was confused due to the UTI, due to the COVID. And a couple of the nurses came in. Oh, uh, so does she have dementia? No, this is not baseline. And you got to learn that word baseline. Yep. And meaning that is what's normal. And I mean, I kept telling them baseline for her is pretty with it. And, and she wasn't with it. She was barely speaking the English language in, in, in some instances. But I knew that was not normal for her. And this is a part of advocating. You have to know what is baseline for your person. You have to know that. And then also for any of you out there who are dealing with this, you have a, a partner, a spouse, a, a sibling. It's. It's rough for the person who's who has witnessed that particular thing unfold. I mean, I really remember this. I don't mean to like totally because I know we're going to talk about food and there's going to be some funny things about food. But I do remember this. Like it was really hard, Steve, to um, hear sort of the the pain and fear in your voice when your mom was talking gibberish so, and literally not understanding what was happening. Right, yeah, I mean, we don't want to hijack this episode too much, but I, I'll just say we're going to have someone on the show at some point in the future who is dealing with that because it's a totally different world, but I got a taste of it. 
You got a, a taste, taste of, of it. it. Yeah. All right. So that is going to put us back on track, y'all, right, right. to so, the food is going to suck. So. so if everything is, I mean, not fine with your loved one, but if they're able to eat whatever the hospital has for them. A lot of hospitals, most hospitals these days will let you order or let them order from a menu, which is pretty cool compared to the way it used to be. They just slap some food down on a metal tray in front of you and say, eat up. But it's it's a whole lot better than the old days. Quality of hospital food will vary widely. A hundred percent. We've not heard good things about food. We've told you our daughter is a nursing student. She's working at a pu- and and working at a public hospital. Actually, though, I did a little research on the food at that large public university oh, hospital. I okay, did a little extra research. Okay, and from what I understand, they you know they they allow people to order off a menu, same as the private hospitals that that my mother's been in and your mother's been in. I, I've been told that the food doesn't look so good, but that the patients, some of the patients, say you know it's not that bad. So that's the good thing. It's all relative. Yeah. For I mean, sure. it, it, I've been told it doesn't look edible. Yeah. But it's not that bad. And if you think you're going to go to the cafeteria while you're there <laughs> caring for your loved one who's getting that food delivered that you're looking at and thinking, oh, I'm oh, well, just so glad I don't have to get something. Well, you're thinking, I'm so glad I don't have to eat that. And yeah. then you go to the cafeteria. It's the same food. It's the, it's same, the same food. food. The food just no be prepared. It's it's not any better. Oh, down and there. another thing that you got to learn, you know, if you haven't been through all this stuff that we're talking about with hospitals, know the hours of the cafeteria. Yes, because I you will, think because you're there twenty four seven with your loved one, of course the cafeteria is open twenty four seven during COVID times, so which you know, in the grand scheme of things, wasn't all that long ago. You know, we're coming out of it now; things are normalizing. But during COVID times, uh, I think I was in the hospital with with my mother once. And, you know, it's about six o'clock. Her food was finally brought into her. She's got food in front of her that, let's be real, she's not eating. And I finally said, all right, look, I need to go get some food because I do have blood sugar issues. I need to eat at certain times. So I said, all right, I'm going to go to the cafeteria. Cafeteria is closed. It's six o'clock. So this is actually really interesting, though, because this goes back to the whole we've been talking about. We're part of the sandwich generation. Yes. We are taking care of our aging parents. And at the same time, we're taking care of our kids. What do you do when you have kids? When you know you're going to be away from your house for some period of time, what do you do when you have kids? You pack snacks. Steve, (laughs) you and I did not go anywhere without packing a lot of snacks. Yeah, no, I always juice boxes. So I always uh, I have a I have a a laptop bag that I carry around that I took to the hospital every single day when my mother was there. And it had my it had my iPad, my keyboard case for my iPad. It had a couple of notebooks, a folder, this, that and the other thing. And there was at least one package of cracker peanut butter crackers in there. Always. I think I actually like even as an adult, just like forget taking care of parents or taking care of kids because of the taking care of parents and taking care of kids. I don't go anywhere without a snack. Yeah. I have a snack in my car at all times. Yeah. No, you go. You go out with your lady friends. Wait, we might have talked about this before with my friends. For those of you who might be listening, my good friends who might be listening. It's the big joke with me. If we go out out of town on a girl's trip, Jennifer always has a bag of snacks. snacks. It's a good thing. We have a performance to highlight the issues you may deal with with hospital food. This actually did not happen to me. This happened to my brother. He, uh, when my mother was in the hospital, I would uh, go five days in a row and then he would come down for a couple of days and and give me a break. And uh, this was something that happened 
while he was in charge of her. And uh, it, it starts with my brother calling the kitchen, you know, the meal services, to complain uh, that my mother did not get the food she requested. And we're going to reenact this. All right. All right. So I will be the, I will be my brother. Yes. Jennifer will be the meal services person. Yes. You ready? Okay. Yep. I'm ready. Uh, Hello. um, I'd like to order a replacement meal. My mother requested grilled chicken, but got a cheeseburger. Are you sure? I know what a cheeseburger looks like. Don't you? Are you sure she ordered a grilled chicken and not a cheeseburger? Yes. I heard her do it with my own ears. So that that's that's the kind of thing that happens. So after this back and forth, they promised to send a replacement meal. When it arrived, lo and behold, which I love, lo and behold, what? It was a grilled cheese it sandwich. It was a grilled cheese sandwich. What? She ordered grilled chicken. First, she gets a cheeseburger. Then she gets a grilled cheese, which is closer because it's grilled, but it's still not grilled chicken. So this led to another call and another round of, are you are sure? Are you sure? Finally, the food service manager comes to the room <laughs> and inspects the grilled cheese, confirms that it is indeed not grilled chicken. After that confirmation, a grilled chicken sandwich was finally delivered. This is about three hours later. And by the way, it was just about dinner time by then. Wait a minute. Was it even a grilled cheese or a grilled chicken or a cheeseburger? Like, we don't even know at this point. That's the whole thing. Like, it was... I I mean, finally, my my brother finally said, to hell with it, and walked down to the cafeteria and bought her something else. But she finally gets a grilled chicken, and it's almost dinner time at that point. I mean, what you got to remember, though, is that, I mean, you got to give them a little bit of grace. The meal services people in hospitals are delivering food for goodness knows how many hundreds and hundreds of people in a, in a large hospital, they're going to screw up. It's just, there's no way around it. They're going to screw up. It's going to happen, but it is a little comical to be questioned about what you're literally looking at right in front of you. Are you sure that's what it is? <laughs> yes, I'm sure. And yes, I'm sure this looks is like. not what she ordered. Right. Anyway, you got to pack your patient's pants, <clears throat> patient's pants, pants. Yeah. patient's pants, right? Patient's pants, right. Again, just like with your kids. It's the same thing. Literally, all of these same principles that you learn when you're raising your children are the same things that are going to come in play when you are starting to care for your aging parents. It's true. All right, moving on. Uh, uh, Rehab facility, and it's interesting. We didn't mention this because I really wasn't sure if it was all that common, but my mother was in a rehabilitation institute for two weeks. And they, you know, you go in there, the whole point is, we're going to get you stronger. We're going to get you stronger. I mean, it's almost like it really is almost like skilled nursing and rehab, but on steroids. But the thing, the reason I wanted to mention this is that uh, my mother had two stays there, one after a fall in 2020 and one after her back surgery, which was, you know, in 2021. The food there was really good. I mean, she had zero complaints. This is my mother, Jennifer. Zero complaints. Which is amazing. It's shocking. It is shocking. But the mound. Well, wait, but there might have been one complaint, which was. Well, the only complaint there was, was too much. The mounds of food. I saw it. The mounds of food they put in front of their patients. Nobody could eat that. It was almost like, you, you, you know, these days you go to a restaurant, you order an entree, and there's just too much food, which is why Jennifer and I frequently split. Split. We split. And it's, you know, plenty of food for each of us. And but we can spend more money on alcohol that way. If we split the meal, <laughs> uh, then it offsets that. Need to tell all those I'm just that. saying that, Steve. Cheers as you cheers, drink your beer. And I, drink I can't reach hay. you. There we go. Oh, there it is. Um, y'all heard that. But 
the, the portions were huge. And I suspect, so this place is not necessarily designed for older folks. Uh, it's people who have had uh, a, a back injury, a neck injury, uh, maybe a stroke or something like that. And they're getting stronger. There's not a lot of really older folks there. Uh, and they really do work you hard in this place. So I figured the reason for that, the reason for the large portions is, well, you're starving to death because you've been worked so hard. I guess. But um, so, you know, that the the only complaint there was that there's too much food. Too much. Uh, skilled nursing facilities. Oh, my God. Here we go. All right. So here between Steve's mom and Goggy, we've been through two different skilled nursing facilities the food, suffice it to say, was not optimal at either. Yeah. But after comparing notes, it was certainly better at Steve's mom's facility, which I can't remember if we've touched on this before or we're going to touch on it in the future, but I'll also mention it here now. This goes back to the whole, like, if you have time to research the facilities in your area and have a good idea of, of what's available to you, awesome. Because Goggy could have actually been at the same facility where Steve's mom was. So we've mentioned it's before about, the, about right differences yeah. in, in financial situations. But when it came to this specific moment in time in the skilled nursing facility, finances actually had nothing to do yep. with it. We could have chosen for Gagi to be at the same facility as Nana. There and were, it would have been kind of crazy, by the way, if your mother had gone there, stayed there for like a couple of weeks, and then like a couple of weeks later, my mother's there. Mom, <laughs> it right, would have been kind of right. weird, but yeah. Um, it was just wh- whatever. My brother and I, who my brother who's here locally and I, who had, who had to make all these decisions, it was, it was, we had to make the decision much more quickly, and we, we chose the other facility for a variety of reasons. But anyway, so... Let's talk about where um, Goggy was. My mom was. Um, the food was not good. It was not good. And I mean, we all know, as we've just. I believe shared. you said terrible, horrible, no good, very bad. Oh, if anybody, speaking of your kids, if you've ever read the book, Alexander, and the, Alexander, and the no good, terrible, terrible horrible, no, no good, good, very bad, bad day. day. Yes. It's, Anta- it, it, and, and if you didn't read it to your kids. Hang on to that name and read it to your grandkids. Yeah. Because go, it's an amazing book. And even if you don't have, whatever, read it go, anyway. go read it because it's an amazing <laughs> it's a, book. It's a great book. But that is pretty much what it felt like. Like it just, it didn't matter. Like it was just, it was all, it was all awful. It, all the food was awful. awful. So um, we had to do a lot of supplementing. Yep. Right. Which it, is to say, go outside and buy something else. Yes. So my mom really, um, she had moments where she was like, I just can't take it anymore. I cannot take this food anymore. And she was starting to feel better. And of course her reason for being there, as we just mentioned previously, she had had a portion of her colon removed and food had been a thing early on, but it was getting to the point where she could eat more normally. And then they're offering food that is not appealing, which by the way, that is like not the way to get your body moving back into the way it needs to be moving. Yeah, seriously, because I mean, let's go, we'll go back to this is that you, if you're healing, you're trying, your body's trying to heal. You have to eat. You have and to it's eat. It's so hard sometimes to get your loved one to eat because the food's terrible. Yes. What are you so going to do? You do have to, yeah, you definitely have to pay attention to that. And, um, Occasionally, you have this whole thought of they're in the f- this facility and the meals are being provided. So, of course, you just you you go along with it. 
But by the way, if you're there, which of course Steve and I and my brother who's here locally, we're like there we're, a lot. we're at these facilities between like all the time, all day long, all all day long to see all meals being delivered. Dude, like <laughs> if you won't eat it, you cannot expect your mom to eat it. Yeah. It's not fair. Yeah, it's not fair. It's not. You look at some of this stuff that's arriving in the room and you're like i wouldn't eat that either although fun fun fact just an aside as you would say squirrel there was one meal it was it was i mentioned earlier you got to know when the cafeteria closes my blood sugar was dropping like a stone my mother was finally brought her dinner and it was like some little lasagna thing she ate half of it i realized the cafeteria is closed and i'm i'm my Blood sugar's dropping. I'm getting a little desperate for food. She ate about half hers. I said, no, I kept looking at her. You done? You done? Have you had enough? You think you've had enough? You've had enough? You had enough? must have been desperate. <laughs> and, and she finally said, yes, I've had enough. And I just devoured the rest of it because I, I yeah. and it, and it, you know, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't bad. I mean, not terrible, but, you know, and part of it, you know, your mom, she was staying at the sniff um, in part early on. Food was being delivered in styrofoam containers. Uh, and yeah, listen, the COVID, the COVID is, times were terrible in many, many, many ways. They many were ways. terrible in a lot of ways. And hopefully these are, th- as you all are listening to this now, like hopefully these are not situations that are going to happen. But, I, you know, I'm guessing they could happen for a variety of reasons. There could be an outbreak of any kind of thing that yes. happens in these facilities yes. where these safety well, requirements, sure. and, there's and safety I'll requirements. Say this. I mean, at my mother's assisted living, they had an outbreak of, of some kind of virus where it was just hitting everybody they closed down the dining room and they were delivering at that point which was unusual yeah so it could happen it could really happen it wasn't covid i can't remember what the heck it was but uh uh, norovirus that's what it was it was norovirus yeah which is just a horrible vomiting and everything else but uh (laughs) i mean it's coming out have to go all the way it's coming out of all if you're listening to this y'all y'all know that stuff anyway yeah but but yeah so they they closed down the dining room and said okay we're delivering and and so you you, we were dealing with that all over again right so food's being delivered in styrofoam Styrofoam containers containers. it might be cold well and that's the thing so it it was the covid mixed with uh being understaffed at that particular moment so not only was the the food was being thrown into styrofoam containers put onto carts and they didn't have enough people to deliver so by the time it finally got to your room which was later than it should have been it was cold cold it was cold and you're using plasticware you know the food might have been okay when it was a fresh ish and but by the time it got to them it was terrible so here's a really good point. Again, a side note to to make. I'm going to get a little bit philosophical Ooh, here, but I please. but I do get, think like get I deep with us. I do think it's legit though. So when you're okay, so you're Jennifer and Steve, and you're dealing with all the gazillions of things that you're dealing with with your parent, who's who's in this situation, and food shows up. You're like, great, food showed up. Please eat. You've got to eat. You know, eat, don't complain, let's move on. <laughs> Stop your bitching. Stop your bitching. <laughs> yeah, and eat the food. Except that... The food's terrible. It's cold. It's so critical. It really is critical. And probably, Steve, you and I haven't done it enough. We try. We try. But we haven't always done it enough. And again, my brother, who's here helping me with my mom, we probably don't always do it enough. You got to step back and say, like, oh, wait a minute. Like, yeah, this... This really sucks because I already feel crappy. 
I'm already sleeping every single day in a place where I don't want to be in a lumpy hospital bed in a lumpy hospital bed in skilled nursing it's literally a lumpy hospital and in some instances my mom Goggy with a roommate your mom never had to deal Uh, with that that's not true the second time she was in skilled nursing she had a roommate so my mom but my mom with the roommate two different roommates in the three weeks she was in skilled nursing I mean there's all this stuff that's happening and I get it if you're them, you just you just want a good meal. Mm-hmm. And you you're just, not going to get it. Just because you're aging, just because you're not well, just because you've had some surgery, just because of any other of these things that have happened, it does not mean that you don't want to have a good meal. And yeah. you got to, we just, we need to remember that, right? Yep. You got to put the shoe on the other foot for yep. sure. But I mean, so. during, during my mother's second stay, which was, you know, late summer, 2022 uh, the food in the it was the same place 2021 2022 she was there for a month in 2021 and a week in 2022 the food was so much better and it was because number one they had changed vendors who provide the food and by the way what you got to know if you didn't know already most of the time they don't cook the food there they have a vendor that brings it in it may be warmed up or it may be frozen either way they warm it up there and, and put it on a plate and serve it. But I think the vendor had changed. The food was better, and it was not being served in styrofoam containers. Right. So you had the option. You could either have it in your room if you wanted to, and they brought it. We've all seen these. If you've been in the hospital, it's a plate with that thing over top of it to keep it warm. That's what you got. Way better than a styrofoam container because it'll keep your food warm. Uh, or you could, they have dining areas if you wanted to sit out in those and eat your food, you could. So that was the good news is the second time was, but really the second time she was there was better all around. But as we discussed in a previous episode, so let's talk about the move from the sniff to the assisted living. The upgrade in food from the sniff to, to the assisted living is, is what happened with, with Steve's mom. My, my mom, when she was done with the sniff, was she able to come home, which was great, yeah. and still cooking for herself to this day, which is just amazing. She, she'll she make a pot of vegetable soup. Right? The, 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 she the might occasionally spill it. Well, but on top of Drop the, it on the floor. The combination she puts together and the time of day she eats them. It's weird. weird. It's sometimes. weird. She might it's eat some beef lot. stew at 8 a.m. Yeah. It's weird. Or broccoli. At 8 a.m. Yeah. I, I couldn't stomach that. I couldn't either. I mean, I don't yeah. like broccoli anyway, but I couldn't stomach it. But, you know, mostly I'm just happy if she can cook for herself. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's, she's it's, eating good food. It's, that is, it true. may be a That's weird true. time of day, but she's so. eating it. But so Nana moves to assisted living. And really, one of the things that she was excited about, one of the few things. Yeah, that was thing. the one thing that got her. The one thing talked about. Well, the one talked thing. about this. I mean, the that was the one thing that made her food. eyes lit up. Was the food yep. on real plates on real silverware with glasses, cloth napkins at a table. Yes. Right. So yeah. So as we've said, like she's a bit, she's a bit tough when it comes to the quality of food. She likes a good meal, and she listen, does. nothing wrong with that. No. She likes a good solid meal, and it does remind me of Granny. It reminds me her Steve. mother. Yeah, I mean, they they come from the same place. She wanted a good meal and she could polish off an entire plate of food like nobody's business. (laughs) She loved it. Yep, it's true. 
But the issue that's now coming up with the assisted living facility, oh, it's been a, roughly a year since she's been there. So what's going on? Actually, now, by the time this this is published, it'll be more but than a even, year. Even longer yeah. than that. But like, what's yeah. going on? Oh, my goodness. All right. So the term chef mm. really is very loose. loose term, but they have been through a couple of chefs, just like the CNAs come and go, just like the LPNs come and go the chefs come and go. And I, I don't really know why. I don't know. I assume this is relatively normal for a facility like this. But when she first went there, the food was good. She had very few complaints. But there have been a couple of different chefs. Loose yes, quotation. Term, Y'all quotation can't see marks. them, but there are quotation yeah, there marks are quotation going marks. on. And the food has been not so great lately. And let me tell you what. So about once a month, and this is oh my god, I, I really <laughs> I want to thing to think about. I want, I want to be there. For I want one to of attend these. one of these things. About <laughs> once a month, it's Meet the Chef Day, and they invite the residents to come down to the dining room and talk to the chef. Note: If you don't want feedback, don't ask for it. <laughs> We're both PR people. If you don't want the feedback, don't ask. And I'm, let me tell you what: Can you imagine? Imagine in your head for a moment. You're in charge of food at a facility like an assisted living, and the residents are not entirely happy with the food. You have, in, at least in this particular building, 70-some people who have nothing else going on other than to complain about the food. Their entire day, by the way, is probably planned it's around planned breakfast, around, lunch, and dinner, yeah, it's planned which is important food, to them. For sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just kind of the way it works in those places. And I mean, I cannot imagine being that person having goodness knows how many senior citizens all but tackling you because the food's not good. You don't want to be that guy or that girl who's in charge of this because they don't hold back on that what is, they're saying. That is true. For sure. It's, it's, oof, man, I you can't imagine. You ask for the feedback, it. you will get it for sure. Yeah. But. What do you do about this? What you do you know, do? whether they're in the hospital, a skilled nursing facility, an assisted living, there's really not a lot you can do. The best that you can do if you're caring for them is to offer an alternative. So the tough part about all of this is that in order to get better, your loved one has to eat. They have to eat. Sometimes getting them to eat might require some creativity on our part, which again, let's go back to the sandwich generation, raising kids, taking care of elderly parents. All of us remember what it is like trying to get your kids to eat something. Just eat. Just please. Just please. And let me tell you. Doing the airplane. Our our kids were not that bad. Hey, do you like the sound effects? That was great. Our kids were not that bad. But I'll tell you what. And Jennifer, this is not going to surprise you. One iota. I was that kid who would not eat. Mm. The food is in front of me. And I'm like, I'm not eating this crap. He might no, still be a little bit be. that way. I know I eat what's put in front of me now. You do. Because I taught you well. Oh, please. <laughs> um, True. But no, I was that kid. You know, uh, you, you got you to gotta eat before you can get up. Fine. I'll just sit here. I don't care. Right. So, I mean, the big thing is if you, if you decide that you're going to bring in outside food. Outside food. You've just... You know, make sure you stay in touch with your check mom or dad's the, nurse, grandparents' check nurse. Check with the RN. Check with whoever's in charge of meals. Because, of, for instance, when my mother was last in the hospital, they put her on this mush diet, which, by the way, I think be- was because they thought she had dementia and couldn't chew and swallow, which was ridiculous. But 
check with them to make sure, you know, it could be not only the consistency of the food, but it could be a low sugar diet. It could be a low salt diet. It could be any number of things that would keep you from bringing in whatever you darn well please. Right. Right. Yeah. And Goggy wanted Panera. Yeah. Hello, Panera. Would you like to sponsor this podcast? We'd We'd love to have you. But there was a Panera close by to where Goggy was staying. And so between my brother and I, we would usually try to bring her, whether it was soup or you know whatever. And actually, um, my brother often would, because she was there for three plus weeks, he went and stocked up on a variety of things, you know, applesauces, V8 juices. I don't even, I don't remember everything. It's funny how certain things like fade into the background a little bit, but we had a cabinet full of snacks that were available to her so that if she did not want to eat what was provided, we knew that she was going to have something to eat, something Mm -hmm. that she could enjoy because we all want to enjoy what we're eating. That is not, that's not an unusual thing. And And we should all be able to have that. And finally, I mean, worst case scenario. Most facilities will let you use a microwave. If you got nothing else, you could stock up on a few frozen foods. I mean, a Stouffer's lasagna, little mini Stouffer's lasagna, soup. or, you know, or soup. Eat up some soup. Marie Callender's, which, by the way, we used Your to mom eat when we were, my mother loves, loves those things. Loves we used them. to eat them when we were first married. But I heard something today. If you wonder how the food is, look around at the nurses. Most of them are eating packages of crackers. They're not eating the food there. Yeah. And so they, because they know you just don't eat it. So that's the end of this episode. We really appreciate you listening to this episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, as always, there are a few ways to do it. You can email us at caregivinggenxstyle at gmail.com. We would really appreciate it. We could also leave us a voicemail, which again, you got to remember if you leave us a voicemail, we may use it on the air. So the number to leave that voicemail is 804-723-1221, 804-723-1221. Don't worry about writing it down. If you don't have a piece of paper and a pen in handy, it'll be in the show notes of this episode. You can also find us on Twitter. Uh, the handle is at Caregiving. We hope to hear from you soon. We hope you'll subscribe. We hope you'll leave us a review on this. We really do. We'd love to hear from you, and we hope you have a great day. Good night.